At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is hour number two of Final Countdown here on VSIN. Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel, the worst Wyatt behind the screen back there, behind the glass. But, uh, you know, listen, he's, he's working on it. He's look, working on it. Uh, third time's a charm. Now yeah, I can speak. Yeah, yes, and, you know, look, we're, we're, we're I, getting I, things figured out. I'm a great pitch hitter here for, yeah. for this for this network. It wow, is. getting aggressive. It is. Steph never cracks the uh, mic. She's a true listen, professional. Yeah, seriously, look at this. He's like, oh, I'm going to show everyone well, I just mean, that, I was, I'm, that I'm not completely useless back yeah. here. Yeah, look at him. Look, look I got him. you guys water that may have you, been you, expired. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's true. You know, you might have given us some sort of some sort of disease. So I'm currently batting 0 for 3 uh, just kidding, just kidding. Why it is absolutely great. So let's roll on here, John, because this is one of the more interesting games of the week, and this is one of the ones I think that's a lot of people are going to come away with maybe overreacting opinion. I don't really know, but it's the Jags at the Eagles. Yeah. Six and a half is the number in favor of the Eagles. Forty-five and a half is the total. You can tell that this has mixed backers because this line has not moved. It is just stuck. It came out and it's stuck all week. Never even wavered, so we know some people are here, some people are here, and they're both dug in on this thing, and I don't know where to be because I was extremely bullish on the Eagles coming into the season, but I have been so incredibly impressed with the Jags, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. I thought the defensive side always had potential just because they have so Mm -hmm. many They, I mean, look, they spent so many high picks on these guys. Like, some of them had to pan out, and they have so far. I had at least a little bit of optimism about the defense, but the offense has been really, really good as well. And mainly because they're keeping Trevor Lawrence protected. He has a lot of time to throw. He's not getting rushed a lot. He's not getting pressured a lot. And with that, they found a decent amount of success. And of course, you know, I'm super bullish on the Eagles. I think they're the most complete team in the NFL, but I don't know if they're a touchdown better than the Jags. So I'm just staying away from this thing. Yeah. So I am, I'm, I agree. I cannot wait to watch it. It's yeah, going to be oh, awesome. Me too. And what I'm really fascinated by is the matchup of Trevor Lawrence versus this defense. Mm. If you look through some of the numbers for Trevor Lawrence, what he has done and what Doug Peterson has done with him has been a lot of, you know what? It is quick passes. We are going to get the ball out of your hands. It is going to be a relatively short depth of target, and we're going to work that area. If you look like the uh, zero to nine yards downfield, a vast majority of his attempts are coming there. He's completing 86% of his passes. He has been, I think he's thrown, yeah, four of his six touchdowns on those attempts. This is really what has been a big piece of what the Jaguars have done. 
And on the flip side, you have a Eagles defense, which right now has, I think uh, I'm not good because there's no numbers next to it. I'm going to say fifth, uh, the fifth lowest defensive average up the target. So in other words, they're keeping everything in front of them and allowing you to complete yep. short passes. That's what Trevor Lawrence and the Jags want to do. And so if you're going to allow them to do what they want to do, it does seem that this is kind of a matchup where it would fall into the category of being beneficial for Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And defensively, you mentioned like how Jacksonville has been a little bit better. The one thing that Jacksonville does have defensively in that front seven is they got a lot of like quick, quick twitch, athletic dudes at linebacker on the defensive line that they can get after Jalen Hurts if he's trying to get out of the ball quick. If he gets out of the pocket, I'm very much intrigued by Jacksonville here. I don't think I'm going to play it. If you get the full seven, you, you'll hook me. You That's know? <laughs> the thing. If I get the touchdown, yep. I'm not going to be able to stay away. Right. I'm just not going to be able to stay away. But from a matchup on field stuff, and you look at some of the numbers and the way these teams break down, it does seem like it is a little bit more beneficial for Jacksonville. And and look, this rush defense for Jacksonville is no joke. And so we're going to find out for real if Jalen Hurts right. is, is as accurate and as progressed as a passer as we've seen the first three weeks because they're not going to have a lot of success on the ground in this game. So they're going to have to take to the air, and we're going to need to see – what they're able to do. And one of the handicaps out there that I've been hearing, and listen, they can change game plans, so take this for what it's worth. But I do want to say, John, that we are, what I keep hearing is like, oh, well, you know, Slay's going to shut down Christian Kirk, and so, like, it's going to be so hard for them to move ball, whatever. Listen, Christian Kirk runs 77% of his routes out of the slot, and Darius Slay has lined up in the slot one snap this yep. year. Now, that's not to say they won't make some adjustments and move him over and try to do different things like that, but, like, if you're if you're handicapping this is like oh well they're going to erase Christian Kirk from the game and that's going to that's he's not going to be matched up against uh, against Darius Slay and by the way Avante Maddox is out so their slot corner is out so it's going to be a backup slot corner yep. that's going to be matched up against Christian Kirk as well so it's not just as cut and dry of like oh well Slay's going to shut down Christian Kirk and so how are they going to move the ball yeah no I agree with all of those and and Slay look Slay did a really good job against Justin Jefferson in that mm -hmm. Monday night game a lot of people remember that. But then you look, and not to take away anything from the performance, then he was also shut down by Jeff Okuda the following yeah. week. So you wonder what's going on with Justin Jefferson and if you don't want to overvalue Slay's performance in that game against Justin Jefferson. Um, but it, that even speaks even more to, if you're telling me, and again, across the board right now, it's, it is six and a half. Like you said, it has not budged. But Sundays, numbers budge. Yep. And, and if we get to that full seven, I'll be sitting back and waiting so I can fire because uh, I think Jacksonville to full seven is worth the play here. Me too. And that's, uh, from a live perspective as well, I think yep. that's a good thing to point out is if, you know, if the Eagles get the ball first, they go down, score, kick a field, whatever it might be, and then we basically get a seven and a half or something or an eight because of the algorithm, then yes, I will be all over Jacksonville at that point. And while we're talking kind of game plans and schemes and things like that, it's a pretty good time for one of our pro tips, which when we were talking about that Saints game, it was, hey, look, this is a different Saints offense with Andy Dalton at quarterback than with, with Jameis Winston. So basically what we're just what we just want to say, John, is just a reminder to people out there that what a team is for X amount of weeks leading into a game does not necessarily mean that their game plan is going to be the same whenever they have to switch to a backup quarterback. If we're talking specifically about this Saints team, Jameis Winston loves to push the ball down the field. He is leading the NFL in average depth of target through the first three weeks of the season. That is not the case with Andy Dalton. We've known this for Andy Dalton. He's checked down Charlie. He does not push the ball down the field. So, well, you just this is the simple way to put it. Career average depth of target for Jameis Winston, 10.8 yards downfield. For Andy Dalton, it's 8.6. Yes. He literally yes. He's, he literally is average depth of target two yards further down. Yeah. It's not going to be the same game plan in any way whatsoever, and he'll take care of the ball better for you, too. And so just think about that whenever, you know, it's not just going to translate completely a lot of times when we have to move to these backup quarterbacks. Jets and Steelers, I have not a lot on this. I, I don't mean, have any interest. Look, I it's like, I don't <laughs> want to watch it. I don't whatever. Do I think the Steelers should be favored by three and a half over anybody? No, mm -hmm. but I don't know what Zach Wilson's really going to bring to the table after being, Correct. you know, I, I mean, he has to be rusty. He didn't play much in the preseason. It's so, I don't know, man. This is a, this was the very, very, very first game I scratched off this week, yes. and I feel very happy with that. So, so last week we had Bears and Texans, and you were like, you want to move off this quick? And I thought <laughs> at the very least there was some intrigue yeah. in that, like very minimal. This – no, <laughs> like I've got enough. No, no betting angle. I don't want to lay three and a half of the Steelers. I don't want to take three and a yeah. half of Zach Wilson of the Jets. Yeah. I don't want to bet this thing over. I don't want to watch it and bet it yeah. under. Like I'm good. There's nothing here. There's a lot of games in that early window. This one will not make a TV for me. Like, oh. like I, and I got a lot of TVs, and this is not going to make a TV for me this I, week. I would but. love if some of these sports books once in a while, like just to mess with your clientele, like circa for the first 20 minutes, just put it up on the screen with sound on Sunday <laughs> and have everybody kind of just watch me like, this is really the game. 
this we're is getting? the game like, that we have is... to listen to? Like, this is it? Like, this is the game. It's not going to be the Bills and Ravens <laughs> right. here? And speaking of, let's go to Bills and Ravens. The Bills are three-point favorites on the road over the Baltimore Ravens, a total of 51. This is down from 54. I get it. We are talking about a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball for these teams, so that is something we are going to be monitoring. That being said... I did, and just today, John, Mm. ended up putting in a small bet on the Bills as three-point favorites in this one. This injury report for me didn't didn't really do anything for me to make the Ravens to where I felt better about the Ravens, and it did from a Bills standpoint. And plus, man, I just look back. They dominated. I mean, just destroyed and dominated that game against Miami except for everything but the scoreboard. I mean, like, it was the most – one of the most lopsided box scores I've ever seen in my whole life for a losing team. And – we know for sure. Oh, are you going to – I don't think anyone can sit here and say that this this version of this Ravens defense is anything exponentially better than what we have lined up for the Dolphins. I expect the Bills to be able to move the ball. This is a slow, old Ravens defense. I mean, like, they've got players with names, but they're old and you they're mean, slow. You mean and, giving up 156 yards to Devontae Parker, <laughs> yeah. like, the week prior? No, yeah. That's not good? I mean, it's just they're old and slow, and it's just like, it's just, you know, yes, they got I, names and they got resumes, but, like, eventually you just fall off and – I think the Bills are just going to be able to move the ball up and down the field on this team. Uh, so I agree, and I, I'll flip it when you look at it from a matchup standpoint. I think the Ravens' offense is skating on thin ice because mm-hmm. they can't run the ball. They can't. The, the, the running game has been non-existent for them, and their offense has still been pretty explosive because of, just simply put, Lamar Jackson yeah. and, and his ability to escape, his ability to find Mark Andrews downfield. But what happens when you meet up with a Bills defense which can pressure you at a high rate without blitzing you and drop everybody back in coverage, that was a really big issue for Baltimore last year, facing defenses like that. And they're going to be able to get after Lamar Jackson. And you can tell me that, hey, Ronnie Stanley's back along Mm -hmm. the offensive line, which looks like it's going to be the case. Ronnie Stanley hasn't played football in over a year because he is coming back from such a catastrophic injury. Maybe in the long term, it's going to be really good to have Ronnie Stanley back at left tackle. But in the first game back against one of the more dominant edge rushers in the NFL, it's not going to be really good. And and that's what pushed me on, on, on the bills in this, because so weirdly too limited to, I mean, two, two full practices, then a DNP on Friday and official listed as questionable. Now his backup Mercari is doubtful, which yep. we know doubtful means not going. Not so, so if Stanley can't go, we're going to be on a third string guy for this Ravens. They had team. a fourth round rookie yeah. playing last week against the New England Patriots. So it's just for me, there's just too many. I can't. I'm not going to just stop at the final score of that game last week and say, "Oh, well, the Bills lost." No, they dominate completely and utterly dominated the game, except for getting in the end zone. And I think that they run the ball up and down the field again. And I'll say this too: I think so. For me, this is one process. Maybe we can use this pro tip. But how about this? Uh, don't be afraid to kind of change your opinion as you look at some of these games. Mm -hmm. So, for example, when these numbers first popped up, I circled this game and I was like, "Huh, Ravens catching three at home." But then you look at the box score for that Mm -hmm. Miami game. You watch that Miami game for the Buffalo Bills. You look at what the Ravens have been doing statistically, and I completely have changed my opinion on this game. And I'm – I am very certain that the Bills are going to be a contest play for me. And from an in-game perspective, want to wait to see. Give me one punt and I can get under three. Yeah. I'm in on Buffalo. Yeah, it just, for me, it's one of those, it's one of those things where I think we got to, we got to quit getting wrapped up. And, and Lamar has been fantastic. Do not get me wrong. He should be your MVP uh, favorite right now with everything that's going on. I'm taking nothing away from him. He yep. has been great. All of the throws that we used to hate him making, he makes now. He like we used to. You want to throw the boundaries? You just let him do it all day yeah, long. Right. And now he can actually make those throws. I, that, I'm not taking away anything from Lamar Jackson. I'm just saying I still think the Bills are one of the most elite teams, if not the most elite team in the NFL. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and back them. We roll on here in Week Four. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. 
I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season. The Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em now to join in on the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment, 21 and older only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, drink responsibly. Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel. White behind the glass, and we're going to continue rolling on here. Listen, this is an interesting development here because the Chargers have now moved to six at a bunch of the books out there, John. They are six-point favorites over the Texans, and that is on the news that Keenan Allen's out. (laughs) It's not going to play for them. And yet, uh, this move from five, five and a half now to six at several books out there. I have no interest in this game either, but it's what do we think? What what is the precipice of this? Like, wh- why is this moved with actually bad injury news coming out? Uh, is it sometimes? Is it sometimes the most? There the answer is the most obvious one. Is it just that the the market like really likes the Chargers for just whatever didn't reason? Didn't pay attention to the game all week and then decided like, oh, I'm, okay, here we go, like I, Chargers and I, all. I yeah. think it's a look. Yeah. They're a very in vogue team. The market mm-hmm. likes this team a lot. And they and you can you don't have to hold the Jacksonville game against them. I get it. Uh, and they covered the first two contests against Kansas City and yeah. Las Vegas. But at the same time, you know there is a, a at a certain point the market just kind of gets a little stubborn. I think we've seen this a lot. And they'll continue to back teams whoever they is. And, and some our respected groups yeah. will just bet them because yeah. they have a certain number on them and think there's an edge. Uh, and other times it's just people who rate them as a really good team. and They're just going to keep playing them. And maybe it's just that simple. Yeah, that, that could definitely be it. I might have to like eat my words too. Cause I said, if a six pops, I might have to play the Texans and now a six has, but I didn't expect it to come. So yeah, I one of those, you're like, well, like, oh, yeah. wait a minute. Oh boy. Here we go again. But I mean, look, Rashawn Slater out, Joey Bosa out, Keenan mm-hmm. Allen out. We're, we've got these other guys on the defensive side that are playing. If they do play, they're going to be playing less than hundred percent playing injured. Like I just, it's so hard for me to figure out why you get so much support for this team that, you know, even when they were at full strength, which was very, you know, very small sample size throughout the course of the season, weren't really lighting it up anyway. I don't know. Listen, I was just bullish on the Chargers anyway. I had them in the Super Bowl. I've got all these futures on them. They're all dead at this point. But uh, I just don't know if I fully agree Chargers on the road six-point favorites given the circumstances and situation. No, I agree, and I'm, yeah. I'm double. I'm going to double check really quickly. Yeah, like even so, one of the things that has really stuck out to me about the Chargers, mm-hmm. and it could come into play here, and it's going to come into play every single week. So last year, one of the things they stunk out was run defense, and mm-hmm. they've gotten a little bit better in that regard. They're not great. Uh, PFF right now grades them from a rush defense standpoint. Uh, 13th overall, 62.6, their actual grade. You know what's really stunk for them this year is their coverage. Sante Samuel mm-hmm. has not been good in two – or Sante Samuel Jr., excuse me, has not yes. been good in two out of the last three weeks. Their secondary has been a little leaky. Even go back, Matt, to the, uh, the Raiders game. Yeah. Devontae Adams is actually open downfield. Carr underthrows him. It's picked off. 
he misses Darren Waller in the end zone, wide open for a touchdown because he throws it behind yep. him. There were a lot of instances in that Raiders game where they got away with really poor pass coverage, mm-hmm. and it has stuck out now multiple times in multiple games. I'm just, I'm kind of with you. I've watched these first three games. Results-wise, it's kind of been up and down, especially with the injury to Herbert. But I think at the end of the day, I'm watching a Chargers team that I think over the large sample size of the season will prove to be another overvalued Chargers team. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I haven't, again, I haven't put the bet in the account yet, but look, if they continue to gain support, and I mean, I can't imagine this reaches a full touchdown, but if it does, oh. then that would certainly then at that point. There's I would two have, sevens I'm waiting for, baby. Oh and they're both AFC South that teams. Would be, uh, <laughs> that would be something else. Could you imagine? I'm going, I'm like, let's go, Tim, sitting in my yep, house. Like, yep. let's go, Texans on a Sunday. Never thought I would be doing that this year. Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers. This now, at some books, has flipped. Arizona Cardinals were the underdog. Now you are looking at the Cardinals as favorites in this game. Now look, the move through a zero, not always all that important. However, if you were playing this in a teaser, then it is certainly, yeah, then it certainly is important. So we do have a one and a half out there in favor of the, uh, in favor of the Cardinals. So if you wanted to come back on the other side with the Panthers, 43 and a half is the total. They are optimistic Christian McCaffrey is going to be able to go for the Panthers in this game. That being said, it seems like people are at least less than enthused that he's not going to be 100%, at least it seems, because this has been kind of one-way traffic money on the Cardinals, despite the fact that the Cardinals have looked like trash all season long as well. So, uh, interesting game for me. I actually did play the Cardinals in a teaser because I just didn't feel like this Panthers offense could beat anybody by eight points. So, I was able to get... In on that, but um, I don't know if I have a lot of interest in them as as a, as a favorite, though. No, I agree. So I, yeah. you know, I one of my teasers that I put, I put the mm-hmm. I teased the Cardinals yep. up uh, earlier in the well, week. Yeah. So I, and we talked about the low total. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense to tease the Cardinals up when you're talking about one one and a half. Um, and, but you're talk, we talk about coverage. I mean, you want to talk about a team that rates out pretty poorly in terms of pass <laughs> coverage. Uh, the other would be the Arizona Cardinals, who are dead last in terms of PFF standards. And can I just say too, when I say dead last. It is by a mile right. how bad they are in terms of pass coverage. But having said that, if you're going to be dinged up in the most important position for the Carolina Panthers, at least, and this offense has, I mean, stuck in neutral would be a nice way to put it for Carolina. It has not been good in any, at, at any way. Uh, I think that when you're talking about a low total and the competitiveness, like these are two really similarly rated teams. The only approach for me was going to be tease that up yep. and then sit back and add it to whatever you want. Same, same deal. And like the, the one for, for everything that this Cardinals defense has for as far as deficiencies, the one thing they've been good at is getting pressure on the quarterback. Yep. They have, they, they have blitz like crazy. They have blitzed at the number one at the highest rate in the NFL. And with that, they've actually been getting home with the blitzes, which is, you know, just because you blitz a lot doesn't mean it's a great thing when it comes to getting pressure because sometimes you don't get home on these blitzes. They've actually been getting home the fourth highest pressure rate in the NFL as well. Well, the adjusted sack rate for the Carolina Panthers, 28th in the NFL. I think yep. Baker Mayfield is going to feel this pressure. And I don't know about you, John. I'm not this big. I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield believer. So I think that there's a chance for him to kind of struggle a little bit in this game. He doesn't have a hundred percent Christian McCaffrey if he has him at all, depending on whether he goes. Yep. On Sunday, so for me, it just it was it was an obvious teaser leg. Now that that's gone, I don't know if I can really make any sort of recommendation in in this game. I, I was a mini Baker believer, mm-hmm. but but it had to be obviously the right system. I thought there was a chance Carolina could do that with the talent they had, the skill positions, but a bad offensive line, and this it hasn't really worked out for them. So yeah, yeah, it's not really good. And I think the the point about the pressure is really good because the Panthers, for all the things they have done in the Matt Rule era, uh, they have not crafted a good offensive mm-hmm. line at all, no matter what they've done. And, and those guys, those receivers, you know, they need to get open better. Yeah, did you hear that? This week, Matt Rule saying <laughs> yes. that like these it, DJ Moore's like one of the best route runners in the league, and it's like you need he needs to he needs to get open more. It's like, oh uh, yeah, I'm sure they loved. ah there, there yeah. we go. I didn't think about I'm that. I'm sure they loved hearing that. That was great. New England Patriots and the Green Bay Packers. As we sit right now, the Packers are nine and a half point favorites in this one with a low total of thirty nine and a half to forty. What we do know despite all this stuff and, and Bill Belichick getting angry with the reporters saying that Mac Jones was, a, was definitely going to be out. He is in fact going to be out. Yeah. When you get a high ankle sprain, you miss at least a game. I mean, that's just I the way that it works. Carried off. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. In pain I mean, and seriously. Agony. It's like, he was going to miss the game. We all knew it. And then sure enough, he is going to miss this game. So this was though sitting 10, 10 and a half, the 10 and a half got instantly scooped up. It goes to 10. Then the 10 got scooped up. Now we're down nine, nine and a half. I guess my question to you is, is in a game with a with such an incredibly low total, is this Packers offense enough to where you would buy into them as you know needing to win by double digits? 
I think so. Yeah. But, but and it's not even so much the offense; it's that their defense is, I think, going yes. to set them up enough for success in a game like this. You know, we always make fun of the, the old school coaches when they talk about the field position battle. But in games like this, field position does matter and it helps you out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think you're going to be able to do that here with Green Bay. If you're consistently putting yourself in a position where they're holding the Patriots inside the 30-yard line, they're punting, they're getting the ball much closer to midfield, like it's going to set up their offense much better. And here's the other thing. Against Chicago, and we saw it a little bit more against Tampa Bay too, the Packers have started to show their identity. They have two mm-hmm. really good running backs. Yep. They, they really do. And I think they're starting to shift more toward that uh, identity. Against Chicago, a lesser defensive team, looked pretty good. Yep. And, and they were able to actually operate at a pretty high level offensively. It did not uh, pan out for them last week. They're going to be able to do that here against New England. I think one of the more overrated facets of the Patriots uh, is the respect for this team, especially defensively. Yeah. The cornerback room is not very good. I think their front seven is susceptible to some pretty strong running attacks, which is going to be the case here against the Green Bay Packers. I think they're going to be able to come into this matchup and do what they want with this front seven. And by the way, so numbers behind that 29th in terms of DVOA <laughs> for the New England Patriots yeah. up front. The line metrics paint the same picture. I think it's a really good matchup here for Green Bay. And I get it's a big spread with a low total, but... I, I don't really understand the support for Hoyer here. Yeah, same. And I, I think this is a – I think it's a contest play for me for sure. Yep. It's definitely going to be my survivor play this week. So I took a shot with Green Bay against Chicago yeah. for a contest play that Sunday, and I think I'll do it again here. So that's – that's it's going to be my, my contest play this week for, for survivor. And if you take a look – and this one of the things that really stood out to me from the Patriots defense side of things as well was that – they're not very good on early downs, and as you mentioned, so if they can't defend the run very well, you got two really good running backs, and if those guys are getting three, four, five yards on these first down carries, which yep. I imagine, like you said, the shift is kind of going towards that, then their third down defense is 27th in the NFL. As well. So if you're giving Aaron Rodgers short second and third downs, I think they convert a lot. They just keep the ball moving. They continue to keep possession. I'm with you, man. Like, I, this seems like one-way traffic, especially with Hoyer. We know what that is. There's no ceiling with Hoyer. Yeah. Like, we know what it is. <laughs> yeah. And the floor is there, and the floor is pretty low. Yep. So, I'm not too worried about this at all. Again, 100% my survivor play, most likely a contest play for me as well. Was fortunate enough to get in on them when it was 8.5 and, and get the teaser leg down to 2.5. So, I do have them in a teaser as we continue on with afternoon games, even Sunday night and Monday night here on Final Countdown. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NHL season's almost here. Our hockey betting experts ready for all the action. Our VSIN hockey season prep guides available now. Strategies, best bets for the season ahead. In-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil. Predictions for teams, players, totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guy's a must-have. Key insights, data for both avid and avid bettors and new to the sport. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. The only way to get it is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. I'm going to read it this weekend, I promise. I'm going to know at least one dozen hockey players for this season, and I might even not stop there. I might get to 20. I I was laughing because I like the read the way it's worded because it says our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil. I have read through a good chunk of the hockey guide. I have yet to see a name that is not Andy McNeil. (laughs) Including our hockey expert. (laughs) <laughs> Andy McNeil. We might have a lot of hockey experts, but I'm saying in terms of contributions to the guide, yes, yes. there's a lot of by Andy McNeil and really nothing else. We will talk the last three NFL games here shortly. I do want to get your opinion on a couple of the big college football games this week. Alabama on the road at Arkansas, 17 and a half. This had gotten back down to 17, now back up to 17 and a half, 60 and a half. Is the total? We've yet to see basically the full Alabama performance yet. Well, they have to John, be up on Utah like, State. You know, yeah. I mean, like we're we haven't seen like these wide receivers, these highly touted yep. guys. All these five stars have yet to really break out. I I know it will happen at some point this season. Is it going to happen here in this one? I'm not sure if it is going to happen mm-hmm. here. And and look, I have stressed this when it comes to college football quite a bit. And you and I have discussed mm-hmm. it. You know, it, the importance of spots and situations yep. and road games. It's much more magnified in college football. And and surprisingly enough, Alabama is a very good example of that. Think about some recent road games for Alabama. We saw earlier this year two road game against Texas. But that was a struggle. They have to win that by the skin of their teeth. Mm-hmm. Go back to last year. Quadruple overtime win over Auburn, a lesser Auburn team. Losing outright to Texas a 
A&M. Uh, that game against Florida in which they have to turn away the Gators on a two-point conversion at the end of that game to win. The, the, this Alabama team, if you include last season, I think they're four and five against the spread and true road spots. They actually might be three and five uh, because one of those might be a neutral in there. So the, the road has not really been friendly for Alabama. But having said that, Matt, if you look at this situation for Arkansas, losing the way that they did to Texas yeah. A&M, and the comments coming out of it sounding insanely deflated, now having to come back home against Alabama, I think Arkansas matches up really well. I think their offensive line is awesome. We're talking about an average size of, I think it's like six foot four and over 300 pounds. It's a really good offensive line that should match up very well with this front seven of Alabama. If I'm picking a side, it is absolutely Arkansas, given everything we know about this thing. But I do wonder what the Razorbacks are going to be like from a, just an emotional right. standpoint, because they looked distraught last weekend after losing that game. Yeah, I, I, I tend to lean towards Arkansas as well, and it might end up making the account because it's one of those things like you look at this and you say, okay, Alabama, really, really good. You can win the game by three scores yep. and you can still cover this thing, mm -hmm. right? I mean, like you can win the game by 17 points and there is nothing wrong with beating a ranked team on their field by 17 points. It would make you think that Alabama is any lesser of a team, but you would still cash your ticket on Arkansas. So I, I'm kind of with you on this thing. Yeah, man. no, and I, I just, and I'm curious too, because one of the weaknesses, I think positionally, yes, Alabama does have weaknesses, is their offensive line. Like it hasn't really been that great. It was part of the reason why they struggled against Texas earlier in the year. And Arkansas is, they don't have like a dominant right yeah. guy up front, but they have enough size and they're strong enough up front defensively as well that if that is a weakness truly for Alabama, that, that could be exasperated at some certain points in this game. NC State and Clemson, this one's very interesting as well. Clemson, oh. six and a half point favorites, 44 and a half is the total here. So this is, there's a couple of things here. First mm -hmm. off, injury concerns uh, for Clemson. So their defensive backfields can kind of beat up at this point, and you saw it. Uh, Sam Hartman, six touchdown passes against them last week. They got a bunch of young guys in the secondary that had to play because they're missing some bodies, and it doesn't look like that's going to be the case, or it looks like that might be the case here again when you're talking about some of the others who might be missing here, including I think it's Malcolm Green uh, in this uh, defensive backfield for Clemson, and I think the injuries too are part of the reason why you're sitting here at that six and a half mark and hasn't mm -hmm. really moved. I will say this, though. NC State, the one thing that, that has been really disappointing for me is the continuity they have on offense and yet the lack of explosiveness with this NC State offense. From an EPA per play standpoint, like they're 60th in the country by passing attack. Mm -hmm. They're middle of the pack. They should be a lot better offensively than they have been. But Clemson, Louisiana Tech had a lot of, I think it was, uh, I'm not going to give you a specific number. I'll just say there were quite a few yeah. plays of 15 or more yards that Louisiana Tech had, and NC, uh, Wake Forest had quite a few too. And if they're not going to be healthy in the defensive backfield, I'm just not sure I'm comfortable laying points with Clemson. It is a revenge spot, though. Those do matter. Yeah. NC State did beat them last year. I think it was double overtime. So, Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders, as we sit right now, two and a half in favor of the Raiders here at home in Las Vegas, 45, 45 and a half is the total. One thing we know for sure, John. Russell this, Wilson's going to play. <laughs> this this Denver, well, Hunter Infro is out for, for yeah. the Raiders in this one. Um, the Broncos offense pretty much can't get worse. So no. you are getting the worst you will ever see this team as two and a half point dogs in this one. It was too much for me to pass up, to, to tease them up to eight and a half, to yeah. pair them with some of these other uh, teaser legs that I liked this week. Can I tell I, you really quick? Yeah. I, 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 my finger hovered over a teaser with the Broncos yeah. and you want to know why I didn't bet it. I literally told myself, do I want to watch the Broncos yeah, yeah. again intently after what I watched on Sunday night? And I said, no, uh, I, listen, <laughs> and I didn't bet it. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. I mean, listen, it is like I said, I, I, it was basically me trying to buy in low yeah. on what is the regression monster has to start shifting and you whether you think Russell Russell Wilson is is washed or not I actually think he's probably on the steep decline and if you're a Denver Broncos fan I'm sorry for everyone listening to us in Denver you're married to this guy for a long time now and I don't know if this is going to turn out the best because yeah. his arm doesn't look the same his decision making doesn't look the same his like, acting skills are terrible yeah it looks to me like there's a lot of things that you could possibly be worried about that being said I don't think he's one of the 10 worst quarterbacks in the NFL by any stretch yes. of the imagination. And so I'm getting him up to eight and a half. I'll take that. That said, buying an incredible low, early down success. And in, if, if Hackett continues on doing what he's doing and making the decision, maybe this isn't going to get better. But they're 29th in the NFL. It's Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Jerry yep. Judy. You've got two, the two running backs. I mean, Alberto at, at, at a tight end. I mean, they, they've got playmakers they can't get anything done on early downs. Their red zone offense, dead last. They're the worst team. 
Worse than Seattle. Worse than, worse than uh, the Bears. Worse, they're dead last in red zone offense in the NFL. So I'm just looking at this saying there has to be. Now, is it going to be this week? Maybe not. And maybe I lose this bet and maybe I feel really stupid for backing Nathaniel Hackett until he's proven to me that he can make decisions that are, you know, NFL caliber. But there has to be some sort of steps in the right direction here. They cannot be this bad with that talent they have on this team. I, I agree with everything you're yeah. talking about. And the, the thing with the Raiders is the market's had this weird kind of relationship with the Raiders these last few weeks, up to as high as six, remember, yeah. in that Cardinals yeah. game. And, yes, they blew it, but still, it's a pretty high number for a team. that's That power rate's pretty similar to Las Vegas. Uh, and then closing as a road favorite against Tennessee and losing that game outright. And I, I feel like – these teams are really close to one another. And if we're mm-hmm. talking about home field again, being worth like a point, point yeah. and a half, I thought that was going to be the number here for this matchup. And when you looked at that game last week against the Titans, there's two things that stick out. First of which is one of 12 on third downs for the Raiders. That's really bad. Their offense has been just, I don't even know yeah. what it is, but it's, it's been really inefficient up and, to this and point. And no Renfro, who's kind yep. of there like chain, chain mover, mover yep. and whatever and all that, and he's not there this week either. He's not here this week. And the other is, in the first half, the Titans averaged 9.1 yards per play. Yeah. It's why they built up that average. They ended up with, I think, 6.6 yards per play. This defense has not been great either. They have two really stout edge rushers, but their secondary has been beat up. They have two more corners on the injury report this week, too. Rock Yassin being arguably their best corner outside of Nate Hobbs. I think that when you looked at that overall, that's why I was comfortable teasing mm-hmm. up the Broncos if that was going to yeah. be the case, even though I don't want to watch the game. And I still might do it. It's two and a half yeah. pretty much everywhere. Um, but I, I kind of think that the Broncos, even at three, might be the play. Yeah, and the way that I look at this is as bad as that offense has been, the defense has been – Good, right, like, right. as good, right? Yes. I mean, we're talking about a top five defensive unit for this Broncos squad, and one of the things that we are that we'll look at, and Patrick Sertan has pretty much put himself in that conversation with every you know the top five corners in, in all of football. He has been shadowing, and I think he's going to get the shadow treatment on Devontae Adams, and so we're going to have to be looking for the Raiders to go into secondary options. Well, Renfro's not there, so now your secondary options become completely different players, right? So is Mac Hollins really going to be the guy that you're worried about? Is it it, it Waller? Does Waller finally kind of have a a big, massive game for them? I don't really know. Now, it's the same situation we talked about earlier with – with Darius Slay. So Sertan doesn't move into the slot. If they're smart, which they should be, they should run Devontae Adams out of the slot a whole lot more and try to create mismatches with him and, and, and stuff like that. But he's not going to run all of his stuff. So when he is lined up on the outside, Sertan's going to be on him, and, and it's probably going to not end up very well for him. So it's basically, from a Las Vegas standpoint, John, is is – who is that secondary guy? Who's who's the person that's yep. going to be able to step up and make the plays for them? And, and here's the thing. So if you look at the Raiders' opponents for these first three weeks, okay, so we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals, the Tennessee Titans, and the Los Angeles Chargers, three teams who rank 20th or lower in pass coverage, and Carr has been terrible. He has not been any good in, 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 at all. And now you get the, I think the Broncos are the fourth best coverage team in yeah. the NFL coming into this game. I just, I didn't really understand the market. Like I, I just licking your finger, testing the wind. I got a lot of, I think the Raiders are the side here market moving to three in some spots. I don't really understand it. Yeah. I, I'm with you. If that thing, if, if, if a three pops here, I think that that's probably three I'll, minus I'll, one ten of the South. Point. Really? Yeah. All right, there it is. Might walk out the door right now. I'm going to make me a bet. We're going to talk some chiefs and bucks, Rams and 49ers on the other side, run through all of our bets as well. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special lace-up for week four. Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance. It comes every single Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs. If it loses, you get your stake back in a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football and get your money back in a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. What a lead-in because we are about to talk Sunday Night Football. Right now, Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Bucks, as we sit right now, Rest of country, Bucks favored by one at one, two, three, four sports books. They has moved they have moved to pick them at one, two, three, four different sports books as well. So this is a line that probably you know it's a it's an island game, it's a standalone game, it's too popular, it's gonna two popular quarterbacks, two popular teams, it's gonna get a ton of hype. I imagine this just ping pongs maybe back and forth between the like yeah. ones on each side all, you know, all the time. I don't think it'll get a significant move or or anything like that. I mean, for me, I am sitting here, and if I knew you have a fantastic number, and for honestly, I'm I'm very very jealous of of the number that you got. I am looking to see if Chris Godwin plays in this game, if Julio Jones plays in this game, I will play the Bucks. I don't care if it's even if it moves to minus two or something like that. As long yeah. as it's under a field goal, I'll play them. I, I don't really care. That being said, both are listed as questionable. Brashad Perryman doubtful. Russell Gage, the other problem with me is pops up on the injury report. He's also listed as questionable. So all the receivers outside of Mike Evans are listed as questionable, which is why I couldn't pull the trigger on it right now. And on the Kansas City side, we know that uh, Harrison Bucker, which and the reason I bring this up is because they've had kicking woes. For he matters. This, yeah. Yes, for this Kansas City team. He is listed as questionable, was not able to practice on Friday. So probably not going to go, just guessing. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling also listed as questionable for this team as well. I love your three, John, that you got in on this thing early. And, you know, at the end of the day, one thing we know about Tampa, even if the wide receivers aren't out there, this defense is going to come to play. This defense is awesome. Yeah, and so that was the thinking behind my bet. Mm-hmm. I just grabbed three immediately on Sunday because I just figured, you know what, first off, I'll put it in this perspective too. At the beginning of the year, before the season even begins, if I were to ask you, set a line between Tampa Bay and Kansas City in Tampa Bay. One and a half at worst right. in favor of Tampa Bay. The injuries have really hampered the Buccaneers up to this point. If you go back to last week, he, uh, Todd Bowles was asked, hey, could Julio Jones, like what's going on with Julio Jones? He just told the media, oh, he could have played against Green Bay. Mm. We just wanted him to be healthy. So that was a buy point for me yep. as well. Julio Jones is more than likely going to play here. So if we're starting to get these bodies back for this team, who if you look at them in terms of the way that they have planned out their game yep. so far, they, Matt, last year they ran on about 33% of their plays. That mark is upwards of 44% this year because they just don't have bodies of right. wide receiver. So once they start to get healthy, which it sounds like it's going to be the case, then their power rating should start to improve. This offense should get better. Brady's given you a baseline of play that's been pretty average, but it's been because he has no targets. I think now that you're looking at this at home where you're talking about this should probably be at the worst one and a half if you consider them equals, whatever it is, I felt like that was the by point. And, and I'm with you. As we start to get more news that this is going to be a healthy Buccaneers mm-hmm. team, I still think it is playable yep. upwards of like pick one, one yep. and a half because they should be favored in this matchup against Agreed. Kansas city. The, the one bright spot for Kansas city and has not been the offense, by the way, it, it has been actually the defense and specifically the defensive line, which has been able to get a, a pretty high pressure rate. Actually the highest pressure rate 
yep. in the league so far. And that being said, if it was any other team, any other quarterback, especially considering the offensive line situation that we have in Tampa, I would be worried about this. But, John, the one thing about Brady and, you know, say what you want about, you know, is he is he too old? Is, is he, Can he still push the ball down the field or whatever? That I don't really worry about all that right now in this particular matchup because his decision-making is what is the tipping point for me. This guy understands, okay, hey, my, my line's not good. This defensive line's good. They're going to get pressure on me. Okay. He goes up there and he calls plays that are that that work in his favor and like he's so incredibly good at this. He's he knows exactly how to get the most out of the players that he's going to have out there. Getting Mike Evans back is big. Julio yeah. Jones being out there is big. And so I just I look at this and I keep saying like one thing we know this defense is going to show up for sure. So all we need I don't I don't know if we're going to need all that many points out of Brady. To be honest with you, like I I don't know if we're going to need more than twenty points. Yes, and and for Julio because I was talking I can't remember who I was talking about this uh, earlier in the week, but my point was hey Julio Jones coming back is a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, whoever I was talking to, well, not really. He's not really been that great. He was great in week one against yeah. Dallas. And he was their deep threat. Average depth of target for him was 19.8 yards yeah. downfield. Uh, and Brady was looking for yep. him and found him a couple of times. So now you pair that up with Mike Evans coming back. Uh, but Leonard Fournette being a little bit more mm-hmm. healthier, too. Be, that, all these things, I think, matter. And I thought this was a really good example of when you're talking about opening up. And also, for those who don't know, this actually opened up two and a half and got to three initially. Yeah. That's what I was really surprised by. But this, I thought, was a really good example of the market not realizing what the issues were with Tampa Bay through the first few weeks and kind of overvaluing what those struggles were. This wasn't because Tom Brady looked old. It wasn't because the offensive line stunk. Yeah. It was because they've been injured, and now they look like they're going to be the healthiest they've been all year long. And if you look at Kansas City on on their side of things, I mean, uh, the one the one bet I do have in the account so far is I, I bet yes on Mahomes' interception, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's one of those things where – I don't know if it is completely on Mahomes just being a little too, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if reckless is the word. Cavalier. Yeah, like it's just he he has so much confidence in his arm and so much confidence in yeah. what he can do that sometimes it just, I think, gets gets out of hand a little bit. He's actually thrown a pick in 42% of his career games. So nearly every other game he's thrown a pick. And the Bucks defense, as we just mentioned, they show up, they play, and they are a very opportunistic defense as well. They have 45 interceptions in the last 41 games that they played dating back to 2020. So, like, they average a pick a game, yep. you know? And so, it, you're getting plus money on Mahomes to throw a pick. And it just, for me, it, that was just, that was too much to pass up. And again, like I said, if, if this thing does, if, if I get any sort of inkling and we end up getting, this is the other thing, and this actually, we'll save this pro tip for next week, but if you want to stay up on Saturday night, Adam Schefter has these scheduled tweets where these people have fed yep. him information and they're like, hey, don't put the information out too early. And he just schedules them for like midnight or something. And then it just is like steady stream of information of who is and who isn't going to play. Mm-hmm. And so if I get that information, which I will, which I just stay up and I watch his little tweet storm as it is every single week as it is. And if, if it's Julio's going to go and Chris Godwin has a decent chance of playing, I'm coming in and coming in pretty hard, I think, on the Bucks because I, I really do. I really do like this match. Yeah, obviously because of the number, this is my favorite bet that yeah. I've made this week. Uh, but I, like I said, it's playable through a few numbers still here at this point mm-hmm. right now, especially if they're going to have those bodies back. Monday Night Football, Rams and the 49ers. And when this line hit, I was confused. It is sitting two at DraftKings in favor of the 49ers. It's down to one and a half. The Why majority. were you confused? I thought the Rams. Yes. yes, I thought the Rams should be favored I in this so game. I thought so too. Yeah, I thought the Rams should be favored in this game. Um, so one and a half, rest of country out there. Uh, Forty-two and a half is the total. So when I couldn't understand what was going on, and I thought that I maybe I'd missed something, I just was like, okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Rams in a teaser before this goes away. <laughs> exactly like, what I was I like, did. yeah, I'm like, I'm like, before this goes away, I'm gonna put them in a teaser. If I can get this up to eight and a half in a game with a forty-two and a half total, yep. I'm going to do that every single time. And I kind of get it. The Rams have been a little bit ho hum. They certainly haven't done anything to, uh, you know, m- make you think that this is the team that you know made it to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl last year. But that being said, like, look, dude, I think they sleptwalk a little bit through the first couple of weeks. Of these and Matthew Stafford didn't play in the preseason, and they mm-hmm. had the elbow issue. This is kind of like those first few games were his preseason. He, he wasn't on the same page with Allen Robinson, and rightfully so, they hadn't played together at all. I think they've started to kind of connect a little bit more. I think this team just only gets better each and every week throughout the rest of the course of the season here. 
And I cannot say the same for the 49ers. I, I think this is like a wrong team favored situation. Trent Williams is injured. Yes. That's a big problem. Jimmy Garoppolo stinks. Yes. We, like that's, I, I thought it was amazing that there was this really big push to upgrade the 49ers by the betting market and by others, when in reality, Jimmy Garoppolo last year was the 19th-ranked quarterback in terms of passing <laughs> grade who committed the second-most turnover-worthy plays in the NFL. He is the same guy. I, I think the Rams should be favored here, and that doesn't include the running back injuries that the 49ers have been dealing with as well. I think all of this put together, I agree. I thought the Rams would go off as the one-and-a-half-point favorite. We could still get there, obviously. It's not a really big move in that regard, yeah. but I did the same thing you did. I included them on the teaser leg immediately, and yeah. I'll probably use them in a contest play, too because I just think the Rams, the, the number is wrong here. I think they should be a slight favorite in this game. I, I'm with you. Like, I just, I, I didn't get it. It was kind of shocking to me. And listen, there, has the, has, is San Francisco's defense good? Yes, I will give you that yep. for sure. Will they get pressure? Yes. But you know who's awesome? Under pressure, Matt Stafford. He's like been one of the best quarterbacks for the last yep. decade under pressure. And trust me, he has a lot of practice in it. I don't know if you saw any of that Detroit tape. I mean, yep. the guy's got a lot of practice throwing under pressure. And he's been one of the better at it for the last decade here. So, John, take us home with our last pro tip here. Uh, yeah, I just don't be afraid to change your opinion, mm-hmm. man. I think that's pretty simple, it, you know, especially on matchups where you thir- you circle something, you do some research, uh, and then maybe the numbers come out a little bit differently. The Ravens were a good example of that for me. I circled the Ravens on Sunday, went through the research, looked at everything, and I think the Bills are actually a really good situation to uh, play there against Baltimore this weekend. I'm on the Vikings. I got the Packers and Cardinals in a teaser, the Rams and Falcons in a teaser, the Rams and Broncos in a teaser. John, New Mexico plus 14 and a half, San Diego State plus six and a half. He's got that nice, nice, nice Bucks plus three ticket that I love. And then the Cardinals and the Rams in a teaser as well. I am. There are three games I'm super, super excited about this week. I hope you guys are as well. Good luck on all your bets here in week four. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.